it changes as I go through these things. So um, now I cut my losses much more quickly when something looks like a failure. Uh, and, and when I say cut my losses, I don't necessarily mean financially, but I also mean, you know, in time and maybe emotionally, you know, if, if someone's a bad uh, partner uh, for whatever reason, I, I won't pursue it much further after it looks like it's going to be worthless to me because, you know, life, life is short. And you don't necessarily realize that when you're like, let's say, 20 years old, life feels like it's going to go on forever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as you get older and have more experiences, it feels like rather than preparing for a good life, uh, it's more important to prepare for a good death. And I don't mean this in a depressing way. I, you know, maybe I'll be alive another 80 years for all I know. But Mm -hmm. I do mean that you have to consider every second that is precious. And if you if you spend it wallowing in failure or trying to pour good money after bad, uh, you know, it's just it's just more a waste of time than anything else. And it's depressing. And you just don't want to spend that much of your life depressed and trying to climb out of a hole. Sure. And it's it's more about if you change yourself, then that is the key to changing the world. So a lot of people let's just take a what's like a big global topic, like let's say the environment. So I don't have a stance or, or I'm not going to give a stance one way or the other on the environment. But a lot of people get very angry, like, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. When the reality is we don't really know what the answers are. Like it's a hugely complicated issue. We're dealing with the entire planet is filled with millions of gases and animals and, you know, atmosphere. And we don't know what all the solutions are. We know some things that are a little bit good and a little bit bad. But we don't know what all the answers are. So my focus is if you change yourself and this could you this often happens when someone's at a low point, they realize, oh, all of my best thinking is what got me to this low point. So now I have to do these things to change myself. If you change yourself, that's going to reverberate out to other people in your life and they'll start to change. They'll see the changes in you and it will change them and so on. It'll be kind of like throwing a rock in 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 the pool and it ripples out to the sides of the pool. So, so, and look, this doesn't affect just people who are down and out. I had dinner this weekend with someone worth $500 million and yet he was filled with regret that he messed up a little bit and he wasn't worth a billion dollars. So it happens to, that it almost seems like, Oh my God, that guy shouldn't be that way. But you know, we're all human beings. And so we, we all have our ups and downs. It's just part of our biology. So, so I, I think actually being being I think there's a whole myth of focus uh, that actually being diverse is really important. I mean, the and let's just talk about money for a second. The average, uh, let's say, multimillionaire uh, has about seven different sources of income, and you know, if you think about compare that to someone who's at a job, well, someone who's at a job has one source of income. And they have a full-time job, so they can't get seven jobs. It's impossible. They can't work, you know, seven full-time days. So that's the difference. You know, that's why someone who's at a regular job, they have such a hard time kind of breaking out to have, uh, you know, let's say tens of millions of dollars. The flip side is there's a lot more opportunity for failure, risk, depression, everything. I mean, it's just horrible trying to – you know, live like how humans live for 2 million years. 
two million years ago, humans didn't have a pleasant life either. But but that's sort of like the way we've been evolved to live. And so shareholders, the share price will take care of itself in the long run if you service your customers very well. So, for instance, you know, Google, you can argue, services their customers very well. Amazon services their customers very well. So Amazon's a classic case where I don't even know yet if they make money or certainly they don't make that much. And yet they're such a great service to their customers, their share price ultimately reflects that. And I think every stock sooner or later catches that wave where people realize, oh, my gosh, they're like an amazing company and the share price catches up. Like, it's funny because you said you asked earlier about um, specialization. Well, what if you happen to know a lot about the stock market and a lot about geology? Two completely different things. Well, you could become the best investor in the world in oil companies. So, you know, you know how people connect the dots that's kind of the essence of success. But you could only connect those dots if you're like an idea machine. And like you, 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 you know, you mentioned how, you know, you kind of looked at all these different ideas. It's funny how there's like 8,000 public companies. But if you go to the Wall Street Journal, all they talk about is Google, Apple, you know, Cisco, Microsoft, uh, GE, Exxon. And then there's another 8,000 public companies. Look where, and that's just in the U.S. And look where you are right now. You're in Asia, so that opens up the universe to like twenty thousand public companies you can look at. So there's a world of opportunity out there if you do the if you do the work, right? And so, so the the interesting thing there is, sure, ten thousand hours is what the Beatles did, what what Steve Jobs did, what Bill Gates did, but you know, not everybody is a Bill Gates, you know. And if you just do a hundred hours, like, you know, and remember that's 10,000 hours uh, that, so that, that comes from Malcolm Gladwell was quoting some other guy. Mm-hmm. He basically says, if you do 10,000 hours of practice with intent, so that means purposeful practice where you're really, you know, working with someone better than you or really studying an art form or, or whatever, you'll become one of the best in the world if you put 10,000 hours into it. But let's say you just did a hundred hours of practice with intent um, you know, for instance, let's say you studied tennis for a hundred hours with a good, a really good coach. You're probably going to be a decent, if you're in shape in general, you're probably going to be a decent tennis player after a couple hundred hours of practicing with intent, like good enough to, to beat the average, you know, weekend player. Uh, so, you know, and then let's say now you make that 500 hours or a thousand hours, you'll be one of the best uh, that in, in your industry, you may not be the best in the world, but you'll be, you know, one, you know, maybe in the top, you know, 1000 or 10,000, which is good enough to not only make a living, but maybe to make real wealth and make friends and, and so on. So I'm not a big believer in the 10,000 hour rule because, okay, so I might not be the world champion of anything, but I'm going to be pretty good at a lot of things. And then I'll be the world champion at the intersection of those things. Cause Chances are no one else will be in that intersection.